Hello, grace and peace. We're taking on Arcadia Church here on the Anarchist Bible Study. I'm Jeff Park, a.k.a. with most profitable annotations. Um, and uh, as you can tell by me being the only one introducing this, this is a solo Jeff episode um, where I just I just have to uh, appreciate uh, Iowa Cap silently laughing uh, that and none of you are able to witness. Um, and uh, I say with with most profitable annotations because this this is our uh, this is going to be our special Geneva Bible episode. So this is this is the modern cover uh, of uh, the 1599 Geneva Bible. But uh, I was actually when I was I was looking. I was looking for something like with most profitable uh, annotations to, to use as an AKA, and I found the uh, original cover, um, a, a print of the original cover there in the in the front there, um, and uh, and then um, and then there's where I found with most profitable annotations. Um, but anyway. Okay, and um, so, uh, so I, I'm going through the Geneva Bible because I'm sure a lot of you have heard um, the story about the King James Version being authorized, the authorized version. It's called the authorized version or the King James Version. This is because it was authorized by King James as a new <laughs> translation into English, um, and many of you, especially anarchists, have probably heard that the reason for that was because he was not a big fan of this Bible, the Geneva Bible, um, and particularly not a big fan of those most profitable annotations, um, and uh, he did not find the most profitable at all, um, and so so the famous one, like if you if you know one of the annotations in uh, which we would we would now call notes. <laughs> um, so if if you're familiar with one of the notes um, in uh, uh, if you're familiar with with one of the notes in uh, the Geneva Bible, it's probably um, the note from First Samuel eight, which makes sense this is um i uh, and uh, and it's uh and it's this um so okay it's the note on let me just make sure i'm right about this um yeah it's it's a note on um, eight eleven, um, where where Samuel starts to say, and he said, "This shall be the manner of the king that shall reign over you." Um, and I'll go ahead. And, uh, he will take your sons and appoint them to his chariots, uh, and to be his horsemen, and some shall run before his chariot. Uh, also, he will make them as captains over thousands, captains over fifties, and to ear his ground, 
is the translation in uh, to ear his ground and to reap his harvest and to make instruments of war and the things that serve for his chariots. He will also take your daughters and make them apothecaries and cooks and bakers. And he will take your fields and your vineyards and your best olive trees and give them to his servants. And he will take the tenth of your seed and of your vineyards and give it to his eunuchs and to his servants. Um, and he will take of your men servants and your maid servants and the chief of your, the chief of your young men uh, and your asses and put them to his work. And he will take the tenth of your sheep and ye shall be his servants. And ye shall cry out that at that day because of your king whom ye have chosen you and the Lord will not hear you that day. Um, okay, so that's that's the famous 1 Samuel 8, uh, 11 through um, 18 passage that you've probably heard quite a bit <laughs> if you're a, a Christian libertarian um, as one of the the strongest passages where Samuel is is warning against um, warning against the king, uh, warning against them adopting a king. And the note here at the bottom of uh, uh, the note to 811, is not that kings have this authority by their office, so the authority to do all the things that it's about to list. Not that kings have this authority by their office, but that such as reign in God's wrath should usurp this over their brethren, contrary to the law, Deuteronomy 17.20. So it's notes like that. I mean, so if you've heard about a note from, from this Bible, that's the one you've probably heard of. And probably they didn't read even bother to read the whole thing but they sort of referenced that note and that's the one that's the one you've probably heard of and that is a good one uh that's one that that probably would have been enough um by itself um to get this one banned but i stumbled upon another one that i wonder if might have been even even more biting um that i that i wanted to share with you and th this will this will give you a um because you almost expect it there right like that's one of the that's the locus classicus for anti-monarchy if you're ever going to make the case of course maybe we assume that now because partially because of this bible so i i want to <laughs> i want to respect that that maybe it maybe it wasn't as obvious then as, as it is now but um uh but this one this one jumped out to me and because we did um so i i loaned this to a, a a member of my church for him to thumb through and 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 appreciate um and he gave it back to me on the sunday that we did psalm 131 as the sermon um at church so obviously i just popped it open to see what it said and the notes to psalm 131 are <laughs> scorching so first of all here's the here's the heading that they give to psalm 131 psalm 131 is only three verses by the way so uh so you can take heart this is a short one uh <laughs> that so the heading is uh david charged with ambition and greedy desire to reign 
protesteth his humility and modesty before God, and teacheth all men what they should do. And then the, the text is a song of degrees or Psalm of David. Lord, mine heart is not haughty, neither are mine eyes lofty. Neither have I walked in great matters and hid from thee. Surely I have behaved myself like one weaned from his mother and kept silence. I am in myself as one that is weaned. Let Israel wait on the Lord from henceforth and forever. So that's it. Um, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So this, um, so so that's it. That's the whole. That's the whole text. But then the notes here at the bottom. <laughs> so for mine heart is not haughty, and but one of the things you'll. I think kind of have to get used to if uh, I don't think this is just this printing. I think this is just how it is, is we're used to the note being at the end of the phrase it's annotating. And for this, they're all at the beginning. So, um, so this is the note for mine heart is not haughty. Um, it says he setteth forth, forth his great humility as an example to all rulers and governors. So already a, a little a little dig <laughs> that that all rulers and governors should um, should approach their office with humility. And then for neither are mine eyes lofty, neither have I walked in great matters and hid from me. And the note for uh, matters and hid from me um, says, which pass the measure and limits of his vocation. So, okay, I don't, I think, I think that doesn't come across to us today as the absolute scorcher <laughs> that it would to a king in 1599. In other words, that there are things that kings need to remain humble and not reach into. There are things that kings need to restrain themselves from, from countenancing because they are past the limits of the king's vocation. That that's the that's the claim that's the claim that they're making in the note. Um, by the way, I, I mean I think you can I think you can preach this and more or less um, our our the the pastor who was preaching that Sunday did preach this passage with very little reference to David's office. And I think that's completely appropriate um, that you could, you could preach this passage with very little reference to David's office. But I do think that adding that aspect of David's office, both obviously it's very useful to us as Christian anarchists, as people trying to think of how, uh, of how Christians should approach government and governance. Um, it's, it's appropriate for us to 
to think of it in that light. But then, um, but then I also, I think it, I think it adds a layer like that, that, um, that David is proclaiming his humility when he had all these temptations not to be humble. Uh, Not only, not only that he's a skilled musician and a skilled warrior and a skilled ruler (laughs) um, and, and, and that he has, um, uh, nearly unchecked power, nearly, nearly, um, unchecked, uh, power in a, frankly, a burgeoning empire that is extending its borders to, um, I mean, uh, Israel has extended its borders and has peace on every side. They've been given, given peace from all their enemies. They have peace on every side. Um, and, um, and uh and and their borders are uh, yeah no they're at the extent israel's israel's borders are at the extent they ever will be <laughs> um or ever have been so far let's say um and uh <laughs> depending i suppose on your eschatology <laughs> and but um um but uh, but yeah, so um, an extremely um, an extremely successful and and um, lofty figure um, talking about talking about his uh, his humility here, and and they I think I think this I think this reference to. Um, Neither have I walked in great matters and hid from you. I mean, I think one of the most obvious references is to how did David get his throne? Ultimately, it's ultimately because Saul walked in matters great and hid from him, namely in taking on the role also of the priest when he should have only when he should have only con- contented himself to the office of king. Um, but he he wouldn't wait for Samuel. He wouldn't he wouldn't wait to make sacrifices, and he and he uh, usurped the office of of priest. I think that's um, there are many times in the Psalms, most notably Psalm one ten. Uh, no, no, sorry, uh, Psalm one ten is actually interesting here. But I I think I'm thinking of Psalm seventy three. Uh, the the um, um the Melchizedek psalm um i think that's 73 um that uh where there are several psalms where you can tell that um that this is in the back of david's mind this this um conflict between saul having been punished for trying to be a priest king and David reading his Bible and realizing it is Psalm 110. Okay. I was right the first time. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, um, I'm, I'm fairly certain that uh, listeners and viewers 
don't know that Iowa Cap just gave me a, a, a ghostly assist there. Um, <laughs> um, so, so uh, yeah, they, uh, um, so, okay, I was right the first time. It is Psalm 110. Uh, that is the, that is the, the, the Lord said to my Lord and, and uh, uh, the Melchizedek. Um, oh, duh. Duh. If I thought about it, I would have realized that those were in the same, uh, that those were in the same uh, uh, psalm. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So Psalm 110, most notably, is where he's reflecting, um, reflecting on this tension between Saul's failure in trying to be a priest king and David reading his Bible and seeing that, well, first of all, Adam was supposed to be a priest king. Moses was supposed to be a priest king. <laughs> um, and, and both there's both the promise of a priest king um, and David as a prophet <laughs> sees even more clearly the promise of a priest king. Um, and that's not me, that's that's Peter who says that. Um, um, and, and so Psalm 110 is almost his, his uh, uh, part of his grappling with this. And I think, I think this can be added to that uh, collection where, where I think where he talks about um, not, not walking in matters too great for him uh, is, how, is how modern translations tend to render that um that that he's talking about um among other things there there are other things but one of the one of the disqualifying aspects of pride as evidenced by his immediate predecessor would be trying to be a priest king um but then that obviously can't be a permanent state of affairs because great david's greater son is going to be a priest king and righteous and David understands that. So, um, but here, but here he's he's proclaiming his humility. He has not done that. He's not like like Saul uh, walked in great matters and hid from him. <laughs> um, and then he says, "Surely I have behaved myself like one weaned from his mother and kept silence. Uh, I am in myself as one that is weaned." Which, by the way, is interesting because. Um, weaned is not necessarily the figure that you would most naturally go for. What the most natural is like silent and contented. The most natural uh, figure that you would go for there, and this I'm stealing directly from our pastor who preached on this. <laughs> the most natural metaphor you would go for there is um, I'm like a baby who's just been nursed. But he doesn't say he's been nursed. He says he's been weaned. So that he's he's gone through the trauma and and the and the withholding and the and then uh he's gone through the the maturing. And he's not claiming to be at a super advanced stage of maturity, but but he's he's gone through the maturing, he's gone through the the trials. <laughs> um and he's and he's like, like an, like an infant or a toddler, um, 
um, who who has been weaned and can keep silence, um, not one that's just been fed <laughs> and can keep silence. So it's an interesting it's an interesting figure that rewards um, for those of us who've had um, one or two or seven, if you're Iowa cap children. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's it, it's it really hits home because it it gets <laughs> it, it, it like it, it, it you immediately you immediately realize there's some depth to that uh uh to that figure and on that very point uh the note uh the note in the geneva bible says he was void of ambition and wicked desires um so that that's their note on we that he's void of ambition and wicked desires um and uh um and so yeah it's interesting um uh it's interesting that and i'm sure uh it's it's possible that this will be a a continuing solo episode series for when for when roman mars hasn't said anything worth responding to lately and Roman Mars hasn't said anything since May 31st, I think, so uh, about the Supreme Court. So, um, um, so, uh, um, so this might be a this might be a recurring Jeff episode. Jeff will Jeff will go through uh, uh, the it, especially if you like this. So, so let us know. Um, uh, give me a comment uh, below this video or uh, send me an email at uh, well you. I, I almost said at buymeacoffee.com slash flyover. You can do that. You can, you can, you can, well, sort of. You can go to buymeacoffee.com slash flyover. It's a little more complicated than email, but not much more. Um, it only, it, 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 the, the, the more, the slightly more complicated part is your credit card number. You put your credit card number in, you pay $1 a month, then you get to, you get access to our secret discord. Um, and then in that sense, it becomes, you know, a little pain at the front. It's like being weaned. There's a little pain at the front. You get to be a little more satisfied. And and uh, rather than um, uh, rather than just uh, uh, have to, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lean into the breastfeeding metaphor anymore here. Um, anyway, um, uh, but yeah, so. Uh, but yeah, so you don't, uh, so sending an email would be uh, quicker at first, but if you uh, go to buymeacoffee.com slash flyover, pay just $1 a month, um, then you have access to the secret discord and you've done that work on the front end, but you have easier access to uh, give your feedback, ask us questions, um, that sort of thing. Um, know, know about things before they ever go on the show, could uh, 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 put things in front of us that might make it on the show, that kind of thing. Um, but then you also could uh, send us an email at um, anarchistbiblestudy at gmail.com. Um, unless, of course, you're King James II, in which case um, uh, you can send that to... Um, you can send that to like I set myself up, which should have made this easier. Um, that you can, 
you can send that to uh, 1611 at av.uk. Um, that's that's where you can send that one. Um, and uh, um, and then no I, I, no, I won't take any more gratuitous shots at King James II. Um, okay, um, but uh, uh, but yes. And then uh, let, let's see, what else can you do? You can um, you can give us uh, five stars, um, uh, especially especially if you're one of our listeners down under. Uh, apparently, we just gained a bunch of uh, <laughs> of Australian listeners. Australia has now vaulted past Canada as our our second most um, so. Uh, which which means two things. First of all, I need to uh, come up with a region of Australia that I'm trying to alienate, like I have Ontario in Canada and Texas in the United States. Um, and uh, um, and that will obviously mean that all of our new listeners will come from there because that's the only thing that's ever happened to me when I've done it <laughs> when I've done it anywhere else. Um, um, and uh, our Ontario listenership is out of control. I don't know what else I can do. Like we're literally doing a whole series where we're bashing a guy who got his degree from the Pontifical Institute in T Toronto and it's still not working. Um, but uh, but uh, anyway, um, so, I mean, I, I dial up the secessionism. There's like, there's nothing I can do. Um, talk about Alberta politics constantly. The only people that annoys more than Americans are Ontarians, but it doesn't seem to work. Anyway, um, so, uh, okay, so you, yeah, especially though, uh, if you're in Australia, um, I, if you, if you give us a rating, it might be of even extra significance right now, uh, because of the new listenership, uh, in Australia, all of you should do it, but especially if you're in Australia, maybe you should do it because the, the new listenership in Australia that might rocket us up to, uh, you know, uh, one millionth place in Australia, which would still be pretty good. Um, and uh, yeah, so, um, and then let's see, what else do we say here? Uh, that we, uh, see, this is why I never do this. Although I, I, now I, I have to do two jobs now, which is, which is both um, closing the episode and getting getting the closing of the episode off the rails, which are normally like normally I only have one of those jobs uh, and I do I do it quite well. Uh, but now I'm trying to do both and getting myself off the rails. It's a whole thing anyway. Uh, so. All right. So you you can do all those things. Um, but most importantly, come back next week when we take Anarchy to Church here on the Anarchist Bible Study. Grace and peace.